0: Politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. We need these funds. We need them now.
1: I think the best thing we could do is have an overwhelming bipartisan vote. On this vote, the yeas are 96, the nays are 1.
0: A rare bipartisan moment as the Senate followed the House's nearly unanimous vote, sending an emergency spending plan to address the coronavirus to President Trump. He signed the $8.3 billion plan into law on Friday. I asked me two and a half, and I got 8.3. And I'll take it. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and the president's signature came after intense budget negotiations that began with the White House's $2.5 billion request, which was more than tripled by Congress. As the coronavirus continues to spread. Among those speaking out for the measure was Senator Maria Cantwell, whose state of Washington has the deadliest outbreak of the virus. Let's get aggressive about sharing information about flu and tracking this virus. Let's get aggressive about trying to mitigate the impacts of this deadly disease. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul was the lone vote against the measure.
1: There's no fiscal
0: responsibility up here. The measure includes more than three billion dollars for research and development of vaccines. And more than $2 billion will go to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Still, some lawmakers remain concerned about how committed the Trump administration is to making sure health care treatment and a future vaccine is affordable. Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen.
1: The last thing we want is people not getting vaccines because they can't afford it. That doesn't do anybody any good at all.
0: Lawmakers are pressing on other issues, too, including the availability of kits to test for the virus. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar has been meeting with members of Congress, and he says he understands the need to get clear and timely information.
1: We want to keep getting these questions from them because it's helpful for us to know where the information gaps are, what people might need to understand better, and how we can give best guidance.
0: Virginia Senator Mark Warner, a former tech entrepreneur, has some guidance for major employers as they deal with the coronavirus. He and a group of more than a dozen other senators have written to industry leaders, urging them to be proactive and to make sure they don't penalize workers who follow health experts' recommendations for dealing with the virus. I caught up with Senator Warner on Capitol Hill.
1: Well, we have to deal with the coronavirus, not only from a healthcare care circumstance and getting testing and appropriate treatment out. But we need to make sure if particularly as we move into areas where people may be quarantined, where schools may be shut down, that we have no one lose their job based upon following these health care recommendations. I would hope that no one would lose their pay in terms of following these recommendations. I think we need to have firms provide flexibility to their workers if they have to take care of a kid who's no longer attending a school. I'm also reaching out to the banking community, uh, the credit card companies. We need some forbearance. I was with a series of businesses last night in Northern Virginia, startups, 30 of them. If they see an economic shutdown for a month, Many of those businesses will go out of business. So can we look at short-term um, lending uh, to some of these institutions? This is really, a, I think, an incredible responsibility And in why I'm contacting the Business Roundtable, the Chamber of Commerce, National Association of Manufacturers, who've already taken some action, our state chambers, and others. Business needs to lean into this. This is enough of a challenge as it is with the health care challenge. We don't need the economic burden as well coming on to families and my feeling is most businesses will do the right thing but when we think about that home health care worker the worker that works at the nursing home who may be low income may even be an immigrant worker you know how do we make sure those folks are protected because if they don't take appropriate protections you know it ends up making us all less safe
0: this is something you're being proactive on but is it something that you had heard concerns about within the business
1: community or labor groups i've seen this as the economy starts to reel from these shutdowns and I think it's appropriate for the Fed to act, but the Fed to try to prop up the stock market is necessary but not sufficient because what we've got to really make sure is that families don't miss a paycheck don't lose a job and that they have a little bit of financial forbearance so they don't miss their rent or their mortgage payment.
0: Another group of lawmakers, meanwhile, have announced proposed legislation that would require employers to provide workers with 14 days of paid sick leave that could be used during a public health emergency, including the current crisis. The legislation is co-sponsored by Senator Patty Murray of Washington State. As the country continues to deal with the virus, the presidential race pounds ahead with the Michigan primary on Tuesday. It will come after the most pivotal week of the Democratic presidential campaign and one of the most stunning turnarounds in political history. Former Vice President Joe Biden, who didn't even finish in the top three in Iowa or New Hampshire, won 10 states on Super Tuesday. For those those who have been knocked down, counted out, left behind, this is your campaign. Just a few days ago, the press and the pundits had
1: declared the campaign dead. I'm here to report we are very much alive.
0: Senator Bernie Sanders won four states, including Delegate Rich California, and he's staying the course. When we began this race for the presidency, everybody said it couldn't be done. But tonight, I tell you with absolute confidence, we are going
1: to win the Democratic nomination.
0: Michael Bloomberg, despite spending a half billion dollars, is now out of the race after his disappointing showing on Super Tuesday. And Senator Elizabeth Warren is also out. So after starting with a very diverse field of more than two dozen candidates, it's down to Biden and Sanders. Both are in their late 70s both have decades of political experience, and both are in what's now a very tight race for the Democratic nomination. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill.